Hi guys, I wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded in the month of May. So if the dates don't add up, it's just because of that. And now on with the episode. Hey guys, welcome to Batu Ki Therapy 2, Season 1, Episode 2. and this is a very very important topic that we're going to talk about probably more important for people who are in montreal who are in quebec and not so much for people who are outside but it's a fun conversation to have trying to understand ki bhai ho kya raha hai what's going on kya chal raha hai idhar we are talking about bill 96 now we'll get into more details about what this bill 96 mean but then first of all i would like to introduce you to our returning my partner in crime sandeep vasudevan Bonjour, <laughs> <laughs> it's a road trip that even Greta Thunberg won't have a problem with. That's <laughs> true. Welcome, welcome, Vivek. We've been trying Thank to get you, you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we've been trying to get you on the podcast for various reasons. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> managed to get you here. <laughs> we we first initially tried out with something that we unfortunately can't talk about, but then we said, okay, we'll understand. There are other things that we can't talk about on this podcast, which we wanted Vivek here, which will remain a huge mystery. But uh, we'll 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 do full yeah. suspense around it. People will be like, "Hey, what are they saying? What are they saying? What are they talking about? 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 Unfortunately, due to the NDAs, we can't discuss. Yes, exactly. Hey, if we NDA, we can't discuss about it. We can't discuss about it. So, okay. So, this, 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 this is going to go round and round. This is going to go round and round and all of that. uh but vivek i would you know would love how would want to introduce yourself to the to the public to our audience to other listeners for me all right so i am a married man 36 years of old so i recently shifted to canada like around 3 years ago and i'm currently working with a vfx company um dnag we recently got an oscar um i work for uh, hiding <laughs> i won't say who. in uh, production process <laughs> for all of our north american facilities okay uh, i work with cross site components with uh, mumbai uh, london and uh, every other thing that has to do with production goes either via me or i am somewhere involved with it basically all the big superhero movies yeah. that one sees everywhere vivek makes them yeah yep. sure i absolutely vivek you are also in montreal right you are based out of montreal yes biggest factor that one considers as settled down your your kid is going to a school in montreal i think that is like the underlining of somebody settled down agar aapka bachcha school mein jata hai ek shehar mein matlab aap shehar mein phir ho aap usi shehar ke ho you want to be you want to stick around basically there for as long as possible or as long as you can live we are trying to uh, widen our roots within montreal community because we love uh, first of all of course canada is a amazing beautiful country uh, so much um, to offer and plus we love the people in Mon- uh, Quebec mm. Montreal it's been quite welcoming i visited montreal th- thanks to my job i was traveling a- across the world and i visited visited montreal around 2018 i loved so much that i requested a transfer to montreal uh, out of all the other uh, places that i could be it's, it's it's been great to us so i think i would want to bring this up as like again i have not also immigrated quite long ago it's been 5 years for me and initially initially i immigrated to vancouver and when again the same company we were part of they decided they wanted to open up office in montreal and move a lot of people there and this is like okay sure why not like i have not i had heard about yeah. montreal uh, again wrestling fans they all know about montreal's crew job so you know that that how i knew bret hart is from here chris benoit chris benoit and so yeah that, that how i knew about montreal and the the city it was but i didn't knew what montreal was which province it was in so i for me i was a blank slate when i came into montreal but people started warning me about hey you know what the climate is very you know it gets really cold here you know you you, you know there's not- a lot of french influence here i didn't knew about it. i started reading up a little bit more about okay how how come like because for us canada is like okay true story i land into vancouver airport 
first announcement i hear is in is in uh, english second i i hear is in french third is punjabi so in my head i'm like mm. oh my god like this is this is english this is proper this right so that is what my understanding of canada was like it's english it's no 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 reason for any other language because again from india so many other languages that we have seen so about here reading about montreal it's a french first it's quebec the province that is in they promote yeah. french language a lot more it was a french colony surrounded by the whole british colony of canada and that's why they you know they are french and you see the influence like as soon as you visit montreal i think it goes for both of you guys as well right like you visit montreal you see how contrast is like how different how different it is tandeep how was your like how did you knew about like montreal or did you knew about the french culture here earlier of course the idea was canada is just just like the united states yeah, a little right. colder mm-hmm. right but then when you start looking uh, more closely you understand that canada is quite different it has different uh, ways of uh, governing itself and so on a very um, marked this thing towards the brits but in the right in the bang in the middle of this country which still has the head of state as queen elizabeth ii and yeah. so on you have a you have this huge uh, part of this country uh, which speaks french which is a francophone country mm. and i was earlier i was like uh, very excited and amazed because you know as we all know um, the france and britain were the biggest colonial empires at one time they were competing with each other and sort of uh, france yeah. because of various historical factors lost out in north america right uh, for various things which we won't get into mm. but there remained this hardcore part of uh, north america which was very strong french roots and okay. kept it that way and that is, that was quebec and uh, and montreal and so that's how i got to know about quebec and montreal through the idea of you know french speaking places in the new world in the third world in the first yeah, world and right. so on so that's how the idea of montreal came up and when i uh, when my uh, wife was uh, transferred to montreal um uh, for basically this <laughs> pretty much similar jo- line of work as <laughs> you guys uh, so um so i was like really happy let's go to montreal let's pick up some french and you know all that uh, unfortunately i didn't manage to do that because uh, for various reasons but uh, which we will get into but the idea but i re- discovered that i could understand people speaking french because it was too fast for me to pick up but mm. i could still understand things written down yeah yeah so i can understand if i read french i can make out more or less what the basic idea is sab kuch nahi samajh mein aayega lekin ek basic idea to you will get this is what you're saying so right. i came yeah. at it from that angle and um, yeah i mean so which is why there are various factors about these new initiatives that have taken which i have a certain perspective on uh, yeah but again there are various p- conflicting perspectives <laughs> as well so i think that we'll get into that but that's yeah, the angle from where i came true. towards understanding the francophone nature of uh, and quebec, quebec and montreal very very proud of their culture and heritage and they they are very proud about that they are the largest french speaking colony or congr- like you know congregation of people in whole of north america which is a big deal right and, and they should be it, it is amazing the culture that they have that they have been able to preserve for so long exactly and there it, it again as you mentioned right like france and england were competing for powers they obviously managed to preserve and when you go to quebec city which is the capital of quebec you go there you see how you know how they fought for their their freedom their sovereignty and obviously yeah. there are such so much culture again it's it's one of the oldest cities in north america right the culture is yeah. very diverse they have had their own strands of immigrants like you know just groves of immigrant at every point in time during world war 1 world war 2 it has happened like you know it's it's a very mixed culture very important culture and yes yeah, again as we all know that you should be proud of it but then there are there are there are you know both the sides of the coins like being proud and then being pushing is very different right no that's true but what i feel about montreal and the advantage that is that it has had is it's one of the most vibrant culturally vibrant cities in mm. north america and in the world actually you know everybody talks about the culture of right. montreal right. and how you can get into all sorts of cultural like um uh, like art or music or uh, things like comic books or, or, or formula um, one for that matter right like that's one of formula the formula one uh, sports yeah. formula one that's sort of that's happening again 
because of the fact that it accepts uh, anglophones francophones and people who speak all sorts of languages i think it has shaped the city's culture into being much more welcoming and much more vibrant in terms of people coming and doing things i i was thinking let us introduce yeah, the Bill subject like, exactly. that we're going so, to talk about just hmm. for general yeah. like you know for everyone to know so there are certain laws if you are in quebec that promotes french language like as vivek was did mention about uh, the marathi in maharashtra so there are certain set, set rules that the provincial government has put in place like for example if you have businesses that are more than 50 people you have to make sure that the french language is predominant like if you're sending emails to the whole team they need to be in french first and then there can be an english version as well which we all usually get uh, then if you're going into yeah. a restaurants they will always have a french menu and an english menu but their french menu has to be there your names needs to be french or uh, french first like for example uh, staples which is a very big chain of uh, what do you call uh, stores for like st- stationeries and all that they are changed to bureau and grog which is a french version of staples so rbc the royal bank yeah. of canada means something completely else here so that is what they're trying to do it and which makes kind of makes sense that it is it is important you should do it you'll see the road signs which are french pop uh, which are in french like you won't see stop signs oh, so you will see array so it's it's all in, of that immigrants are yeah, still yeah. guests you would want to cater to your yeah, yeah, of course and no no absolutely but then the bill hmm. 96 that got passed like uh, on 25th or 24th of may yeah, is 24th. is basically emboldening this rule that bill 101 which basically is a overarching uh, it's not very specific it's overarching <clears throat> thing that french hmm. has to be the f- most forwarding language for everything like it might be healthcare it might be education it might be uh, your businesses medicine medicine yeah, health care right? services. health services any hmm. so and and also yeah. judicial systems they have yeah. said it in a very separate way like it it is not like it's not very straightforward there are obviously there are certain uh, nuances to each of how they you know affect each and every single law or every single area so we'll go through that like as uh, vivek mentioned the biggest concern i think the biggest thing that people are worried about and again all of us are also worried about and uh, our companies as well because they started sending out emails saying that we want to talk about it we want to hear your concerns we want to answer because the law is it's a law right so they want to make sure that there are no loopholes so it's very ambiguous as well so you can't just pinpoint say you know what you said is not right yeah yeah uh, see there's a uh, there's also a thing what the, see bill 101 was pretty comprehensive mm. at at in its own time right. it it led to um, creation of various uh, offices which yeah, dealt right. with uh, you know figuring out whether french is being used and all that mm. there's something called an oqlf which is uh, one of the department governmental yeah, departments right. that checks on all this there was even a some really uh, funny instances that have happened over the years there was a, a, a italian restaurant that was raided or uh, got a message saying you can't yeah. it's it was called something pasta and he said you can't use the word pasta because it's not french yeah. so they said yes of course it's italian yeah. cuisine so yeah. Yeah. that's what it means no no you have to translate it into french and then they went on to twitter there was a backlash and these guys backed off so it has been there but it has been there more of a you know where people can still get around it and all that like yeah there were overreach issues were there on certain sections like it and it became more apparent during pandemic that's what people were little miffed about yeah people were miffed yeah. about but more yeah. also more or less people were laughing at some of these things but <laughs> um what bill 96 done is they doubled down on this okay so, one they made these uh, things more stringent so earlier it was companies with 50 people or more yeah. who had to be predominantly french in their activities now it's 25 people or more mm. and what is most troubling here is there is this very weird thing that i've found in canada which i have not uh, heard about in politics in any other country is there is something called a notwithstanding clause right uh, yeah. what that does is that there is a canadian charter of rights and freedoms which yeah. set, specifies that every canadian citizen everybody in canada gets these certain rights that are fundamental to them so that is like the us constitution or the indian constitution or whatever which lists down your rights any now they what they what i think the current prime minister's father did way back in 70s or 80s was they introduced this thing called a notwithstanding clause which basically means that i can create a law 
which if I apply the notwithstanding clause to that law when it's being passed, then I even quote, no judicial review of that law can happen on the basis of the Canadian uh, uh, Charter of uh, Rights and Freedoms. So the problem here is you that... Could apply, yeah. You could apply that law to specific portions, portions of, of the thing. a bill yeah. that you're yeah. trying to buy. But that this right now lies at the mm. heart of... Yeah, so what the CAQ government has done is instead of putting it on specific clauses, they have put the entire bill, bill under, under the notwithstanding right. clause. So basically, yeah. you cannot go to court or challenge legally any part of this. Now, this is saying that kuch bhi karlo, aap court mein nahi sakte. Mm. I can... If, uh, and even if you go in court, the the Bill 96 dictates that the judges do not have to be bilingual. Yeah. Your entire case or the people that are involved in it do not need to communicate in, English, no, uh, no, in it, any other language other than it's, it's a No, it's... it's So that, that bit is a little bit ambiguous. I'll tell you what. So that is why where I wanted to have this conversation also is like... So if you read... Or whatever they're saying about it as well as like right now they say if I am I can't speak French, if I go to judicial come or like if I go for court for something, the initially the pro thing was that judge needs to know English as well. Now they have removed that. So he, yeah. he cannot know English and will still get selected. And let's say if I get that judge, then I would get an interpreter. Then I still have the rights to ask, okay, I need an interpreter because I can't understand what you're saying. So all of that whole thing will yeah. happen. Right, they will do all the things in French. I'll be able to understand, but then that restriction of saying that oh no, the person needs to know French, also needs to know English, has been taken away. Not just that, they have actually said that you will first look for judges hmm. who only speak French, right? Yeah, who are not bilingual, yeah. which is, yeah. I mean, which I didn't get. I mean, if a judge is a good judge and he also knows English, that is a detriment to his yes. can or her candidacy. That's what, that's just what creating the problem so, for people who know yeah. both. Like, for example, if I know French and English equally, I might not be given the priority because there is some lesser qualified person who might get more preference because he just knows English. It, 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 it is a little weird and that is extending to education as well. While, while you're on yeah, the yeah. subject of judiciary and that they, they, they would prefer... Uh, or they would give preference to people who are not bilingual or won't speak French at, uh, as a yeah. language. It's not only limited to judiciary. So this iron iron mm -hmm. flag line that they have drawn, it's actually also for private right, business. Right, right. Of course. It, yeah. it categorically mm -hmm. states that you you're, if you are hiring somebody for a secondary mm -hmm. language uh, capabilities, you have to make sure that you have done everything to backfill their duties or outline their duties that it cannot be done in any other language right. other than French. And right. only then like, can you have. And it's... So that this, this, this yeah. wall that they're creating is... None of us are lawyers on right. this call, right? If I can misjudge this or if I can miss certain aspects of this, how it affects me, it's right. very easy to anybody, for anybody else to do it. If I need help, if I'm unable to get something, I would like to turn mm. to law. But the way it's been worded, exactly. I won't be. And that's that's what the thing is. Like, it's so, it's so interpretive, right? Like that you can, you cannot out, like even why federal government is not immediately stepping in because no one knows how it is going to play out. And that is the biggest worry for yeah. Forget immigrants, like even the Anglo Anglophone community that has been here for years and years, they are also worried that how it's going to happen. And you mentioned the job thing, right? And we already go through this. Like all of us have, have LMIA, which is a way that yeah. they ensure that they're not hindering or they're not, you know, uh, not giving preference to people who are already in Canada who are Canadians. And, you know, if they're get hiring exactly. foreign hires to get people. Exactly my point, right? The, the, the scenario that you just said, it's not a what if anymore. We are under a severe yep, lack of yep. manpower. We are looking inwards first, of course. That's what our mm. mandate is. But we are looking outwards. Now, within three days, we have had people actively say they will not like to move mm. to Quebec because they don't want to go through this anymore. Right. People who are who are ready to move one month from here, now have I actually actively started asking, can we be shifted to any other province where you have yeah. your sites? Similarly, it has now, with the vagueness that it has and how it's worded, it's put a timeline for every Anglophone that is in Quebec to either figure out how they're going to earn their mm. bread with the limitations that they will have, 
or a plan X or a time in or, or a moment in time when they would need to plan to move out of Quebec. It is not going to help this province. There's lack of manpower. Right. So Quebec, all. because of its francophone status, has various special uh, powers uh, under the Canadian Constitution. For example, there is a certain um, control that uh, Quebec has over immigration, right. which most other provinces don't have. Most other provinces, their immigration is only considered by the federal government initially. And whatever the federal government says, the generally the provincial governments have to accept in terms of quotas yeah. and yeah. who are the immigrants that are being accepted. Uh, Quebec has a certain um, limit on how they, you yeah. know, on number of francophone immigrants that they want to uh, include and so on. Not francophone, that was, I it's, think it's I was in general immigration. Like it's it's not just francophone. Yeah, it's in like general immigration. And, yeah, and, the, and their thing is that they want more fra- francophone people being uh, coming to Quebec. So they want a certain gatekeeping role there. Okay. Which they, uh, yeah, earlier was, yeah. I think there was capped at 50%. It, yeah. Now it's the Francois Legault uh, wants to take it up to 84%. Mm. But uh, so they are asked, looking for immigrants. But the thing is, now the kind of work that you guys do, you work in VFX for Hollywood movies, like international films. Yeah. All of those films, I'm guessing that you worked on, um, were are in English. Right? Absolutely. Our main clientele is all in English. Now, there is no, there is no reason for you to have a francophone intensive uh, culture inside your company because everything has to deal uh, your all your work your product everything deals with English language content right so no but that's where Sandeep I would like to correct that we do have a francophone community within our studios and I'm pretty sure every other studio has the, the has it as well and we try to develop that we have committees that try to promote French within the company itself so even the people who are coming from outwards or outside of Canada get a chance to improve their French and become part of the culture. However, this Bill 96 does dictate that your contracts moving forward, that the service that you're providing from Quebec to outside has to be in French, which is the reason even the MNCs of Quebec currently are trying to figure out a Mm. way around Mm. or how do they work with this because the the clients that they're dealing with are not Quebec-based. There's no... VFX studios, or sorry, there are no movie studios within Quebec. We are, we are, we are, we are servicing studios based out of US, which is not a French-speaking country. Or, or for that matter, yeah. it's either in British Columbia or Toronto or England. Like these, there are few yeah. few places which have bigger studios, which have bigger clientele, and they do that. Then the as again, See, I'll do the same point that even Vivek mentioned. I'll extend on that. Like we have a lot of French people. Again, I know the client and everything is is English speaking, but we cater to so many within the within the com- within the community itself. Like we have office managers, we have so many people who are con- like like you get bagel, you you have breakfast, right? Like on on you get it at work, where you're buying it from. This is a French local French bakery that you're bringing things from. So you do do that. So there's but a very I, uh, clear uh, before divide. before you continue. Piyush, I want to just give a shout out to Montreal Bagel. <laughs> it's the best bagel in the world. That's I completely agree with it you on that. Truly. And I would not say anything about New York bagels. Okay, fine. Uh, no, so it's it, the, there is a clear divide, obviously. But then again, ultimately you're getting money, major money from people who are you know, not in Quebec, unfortunately. There are obviously there are studios, there are shooting studios, but it's not that much. It's a regional cinema. Compared to you have big blockbusters and you have big, and almost every VFX company has a presence anywhere else. Even in Canada itself, you have three, four locations where your company might be. Forget, forget across the world. So it's very weird coming and everyone is, it's uncertainty that's kind of bugging people where like for me as well, like I'll, I'll be very, like I, I don't have a kid, so I don't have to worry about education. I do have to worry about healthcare, even though I might, I might be, you know, peak fitness, whatever you want to call it. But then at one point I know like some, you will fall sick. You would want to make sure that at least you understand what's going wrong with you. And you know, yeah, dude, I mean, you, you, you're in your thirties now. It's all downhill from there. Take it it from me. It has been downhill for last (laughs) three years. (laughs) 
so one one thing that we were clear on when we moved to Quebec is uh, or uh, that we wanted to be a permanent resident here, right? And we already knew going in that once you get a PR card, your uh, kids you cannot continue studying in an English medium school. They have to shift immediately to Quebec. So first thing that we did, looking since our kid was really young and that at that age they could learn pretty much any language that you mm. throw at them over a period of time. Of course, I might be. Uh, uh, overestimating him, but no. what we did was we put them, put him directly under uh, a French school uh, in a French mm. board school that was hundred percent French. All the subjects were in French. He did struggle for the first couple of weeks, but if you put somebody at that young of an age against a challenge where he's unable to communicate properly with any of his classmates or teachers until he gets, and he has no. Um, Work around to it. Mm. He picked up French as a fluent language yeah. within four weeks, yeah. and he was speaking fluently. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, of course. When, when he, yeah. In in fact, when we were uh, we, unfortunately we had to take him for a uh, for for a year to to do an ER for one of the one of the days, um, we couldn't understand the doctor on call because she spoke only French. He himself was trying to. Not trying, successing, uh, successful, successfully explaining what he's mm. going through at four in the morning. The only challenge that pandemic threw at this is since most of the education shifted towards yep. home and they wanted to do remote learning to continue kids' uh, involvement and uh, work towards education. We couldn't support him at that much because everything was in French, and unfortunately, we are quite handicapped in that. Right. Language. Right. That's why we shifted him to a uh, English board, but he's still under a French immersion program where uh, half of his subjects are in mm. French and half of the subjects are in English. So the subjects in English, we are able to help him because that's our uh, uh, language that we have uh, studied as well. The other half, his teachers are very capable and they are very helpful. They are taking him through all the uh, questions that he has. The new bill that they are trying to portray it it as a hurdle, and which in the student's mind is what's going to turn them away from French. There are ways to promote French as if they want to. They could make it more attractive for students. They right. could say you'd get extra points or extra credit on your when you're graduating if you have chosen French. Not making it a who that they have to Absolutely. jump through. If you make it something as a permanent hurdle that they are going to have to face, it will turn people away from it. And especially the yeah. youngsters, yeah. they don't want to be contained. They don't want to be told what to do. But if you tell them, they are no longer going to be looking at French as a language that can get them anywhere. See, I have a mm. this thing. So we were speaking about um, uh, things that uh, used to happen, for example, in Mumbai. Um, you had political parties wanting uh, Marathi to be a thing, but they stopped at saying they stopped before saying you know uh, medium of instruction has to be Marathi. Uh, every school kid has mm. to learn Marathi or has to do three hours of Marathi be, be, before you get your graduation. The, why they did that was they understood that English is the lingua franca of all most businesses and most work worldwide. Right. Unless it's very specific Absolutely. to country. Like if you go to Venezuela and you do a job in their government, then yeah. it's Spanish. Yeah. But if you're dealing with the world, yeah. you need English. You need to understand English, right? So your uh, uh, countries and obviously then you go down to a person's um, success rate will depend on your ability to speak English. However much Francophone and French speaking people like or, or dislike it, that is how the world is today. As you said, something as simple as, as basic as coding yeah. is only done in English. Yeah. You don't do it in any other language, right? You can't. So that is how it is. So to be able to be competitive in a global work environment or a global work search, you need to know English. And that is true in India. At least basic understanding is, is required. Like, you know, the bare haan, minimum least, is required. Yeah. Oh, a basic uh, affinity to the language ah. to China. you should understand what is being said to you and we, you should be able to communicate back to that person and what they're doing what the another um, uh, thing that protesters against this bill are saying is that 
um if you force french and this is for this is from francophone students yeah. saying that if you force francophone yeah. students to only study in french and they don't take up english at all tomorrow their job prospects will take a hit because they don't know english so all they can do Absolutely. is work in quebec or france which is the only places in the first world that they can go to otherwise they have to go to places like haiti or new caledonia in the <clears> middle <throat> of the pacific ocean and get jobs in you know so and one one area sandeep that people are not or not everybody is thinking about is i understand the six month timeline right. fine if you are coming to canada you might have the means to like coming to canada willingly you might have the means to learn the language you are already settled you are doing well in your life what about the refugees mm. that leaving hardships they're running away from hardships they are getting into a country that they think would provide them a better life and you put them this 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 requirement of 6 months of to learn another language i don't think that's fair to no no <laughs> not just not just the 6 months is you're absolutely right it takes much longer for an adult to learn languages and this has been tested by linguistics mm-hmm. uh, uh language acquisition Absolutely. becomes much more difficult after uh, you become an adult than when you're a child which is why i'm saying that when i was very young i picked up french really your son picked up french mm-hmm. so quickly Absolutely. in 4 weeks but for you it'll take longer one it'll take much longer It's, even after 12 years i have still not picked up marathi fluently yeah, yeah. i can same, understand same, same, same in in mumbai I, i can write it probably and marathi shares such like such huge percentage of its vernacular from yeah. hindi which is my yeah. native language or my mother tongue i still can't speak marathi fluently after Good. forget all of that like even even english right like there are so many pronunciations that when we talk when we speak you realize oh i don't think i'm see, you know i'm i'm saying this correct or i'm saying this right mm. like it's it's there are nuances right and my apart from that like learning etc my point is what if after 6 months i can't do it let's say a year later i still can't do it if i have a problem then what would you not treat me would you like isn't that a humanitarian problem like wouldn't that no. be and that's what go- goes against the charter yeah, of exactly freedom, right exactly exactly like, you, you, see your basic basic rights are not uh, if you can't access basic things like healthcare and uh, justice system yeah, and so on yeah. basic education these are basic things these are not extra things that you are getting basic things like healthcare and judicial system if you can't get access to that because of the language thing then you are failing the people that yeah. are there uh, and uh, mm. see considering also see canada you have to look at it from where we are, where uh, from a certain point of view is that canada is a country that is very dependent on immigrants right right because it has it has a very low birth rate so the But replacement the rate for its population is 33 million like that's that's yeah, it is as, it is less than i calculated this it has less population than mumbai and delhi put together exactly right so you, you put our two two of our big cities together it is as much people as canada i can so, i can guarantee you that that it is actually less than just mumbai because the if the whole uh, statistic that indian population it's it's the numbers are not you know reported correct so it's uh, much higher than it correct. should be ha huh. so now if for a country that is so dependent on immigrants just to make sure that its industries are competitive as you said manpower as we yeah. yeah. said you're looking for manpower this is a country that doesn't have too many people ki jinko apne se naukri do to bahar se leke aate for whatever reason and a country that is so dependent on immigrants should be much more welcoming to people coming from abroad than this particular thing is and i understand absolutely absolutely but the country is yeah it is the except it's quite welcoming it's just this mm, problems yeah. the government that currently is in power doesn't understand or is completely out of sync with reality i had a question for both of you like this is again it might go as political as you want i'm not sure but like why why bill 96 is it more about trying to preserve the language trying to preserve what they want to do or this is as a political agenda again we don't have to go into it completely but i want to understand i because i have a thought in my head i want to know your thoughts like i'll start off with vivek i'll start off with vivek first from from where i am sitting from just my 3 years of experience in uh, in quebec the only logical way 
or the logical reasoning i can think about it because any can understand that the the way that they are trying to go around promoting french is not in favor of promoting french it's not going to promote french it's going to create more divides it has nothing in history of humanity banning not, never right. has worked banning anything has never hmm. worked the, 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 i think the only logical reasoning of why would they go with this or, or this way is to please a certain core vote hmm. bank that they have the thing that they have because i in, in, in working in the industry that we are in we are in touch with anglophones and francophones like equally and none of the francophones that i have been in touch or are educated enough are in support of this at all hmm. they do think it's completely useless they do think it's completely unnecessary there are much much better ways to promote french if they want to do it do it from the mm. school age when it's much more easier for people to grasp bring those as your upcoming right. citizens make them empowered enough rather than forcing it on to the parents who are trying to come to canada to try to work with your system to work for your economy make you pro- like progress further in uh, in your uh, areas rather than trying to put hurdles in right. their path i'm already jumping through Im- immense hoops to get the permanent residency approved from mm. quebec then move to the federal and i was happy to do that if that's the route they mm. want to take because yes i am lacking in french i have accepted it i'm trying to work around it i'm not trying to break the like road signs or i'm not trying to break any laws because i have molded myself to the understanding yes if i need to drive in french or, or, or sorry if i need to drive in quebec these are the laws that i need to follow but those are not the laws that would handicap me completely that will stop me from earning my bread i i again hmm. i follow the same sentiments again sandeep i'm going to come to you as well but i i'm in exactly the same position as more or less as you are what we make like i have gone through the hoops i recently got my pr but went through the same thing it took time it took it was a lot of headache obviously but it's fine like we knew that this is what's happening and this is what we signed yeah. up for i'm also learning how to drive yeah. thank you for giving me driving lessons as well but you know i'm learning that i'm learning all the french signs i'm, I'm my book is completely filled with french language and i agree i have to do it which completely makes sense like for example if i go to some yeah. you know different country which has a very different language let's say if i go to probably some spanish speaking country i know the language signs will be in like the road signs will be in spanish completely agree i have to do it and you have to do it here it's fine i agree to that but again forcing is or it's it's not uh, what do you call uh, it doesn't make sense it feels you are pushing the envelope a bit too much right absolutely i would like to see the makers of this law and god forbid that they should they, they are not put into that position if they move into a, another country where they do not speak english would they be able to get up to speed in 6 months forget another country another uh, province. province right francois lego was invited to an english language debate there were already french language debates on this but english language debate on the yeah. bill 96 uh organized by ctv and cbc and all these people so not like some lallu panju is a proper yeah. legit discussion and yeah. last minute he refused saying the only language i will speak in about this is french so there's that see uh, you asked a question yeah. piyush yeah. uh, why are they doing it let me answer that with another question when is the next election for the quebec national assembly i'm i'm assuming in next this quarter or something in 6 months yeah, within 5 6 months right why could these people not do something which is more carrot than stick hmm. look at the and it's not as if this language doesn't have like if you say what uh, looking at a language that you just recently found in andaman islands and 300 people speak it hmm. i i get it hmm. it's not it doesn't have a history it doesn't have anything that you can sell it for But look at french i mean for gen- for hundreds and hundreds of years this has been the center of culture in europe yeah. i mean absolutely you know from i was i was telling you piyush mm. from voltaire and rousseau to sartre and camus from chopin to whatever uh, edith piaf 
music philosophy yeah. literature cinema like the the nouveau uh, the new age cinema of truffaut and godard in the 60s and 70s uh everything there is so it is such an amazing language it is so mm, beautiful of course um, i mean it is so beautiful when you're learning it you have to learn a lot of conjugation right. but the thing is that it is way more structured than english it is easier to learn than english as a child you can understand um the menu at any michelin star restaurant think of that you know mm. because most michelin star restaurants will have no, menus no, I, in I french i completely right? agree all of us i think even like same thing even francophones agree that this is a beautiful obviously like then it's their language but they also agree it's you're pushing it too much like you know there are much oh. better way of promoting and it's not like as if that Mont- like you know in quebec french is missing i don't know where where the idea is like i was reading reddit posts about bill 96 people are saying that oh i i go to restaurants they don't serve me in french and a guy who actually works with the uh, the organization that goes to restaurants to make sure that the french is there we saying that i've i've spent 8 years in that company in that in that organization and i have not a single instance where i was not served in french i have lived here for 5 years every time i go even to the same place that i've been there for at least 300 times in like in last 2 years the guy would still greet me in french first and then we'll start talk and when i say hello then he'll start talking to me in english that's their thing that is what they are asked to do and that is what they have done for throughout the life wonder high what's it's normal right idea. like that's how it should be no but see and it's such an yeah. amazing idea no. it's such a welcoming exactly. idea no, yeah, they, you, you greet a customer as yeah. wonder high and they choose yeah. what they want no, to do no but vivek uh, this 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 is what it brings it back to you said who are these people who are saying this there are some hardcore people who will say, there was a, a hue and cry against using bonjour hi as well right right they only say right. bonjour yeah absolutely don't absolutely. use hi why are you saying hi are yaar i am i am doing whatever i am using your language but i am also losing using i mean even in the worst place i mean okay let me not, uh, let me rephrase that even in places that we've lived in which have been very which have had very strong language based activism hmm. political politics right. yeah. even they don't say don't use another language yeah, right. say make this the primary language definitely use okay. this and then oh, also the use something else koi ye thodi na bolta ki matlab namaste bolo hi mat bolo like i have hum, i have uh, instances in, right like i met people who are from here complete francophone and when you talk to them right and when it it's it seems so weird that they're apologetic that their english is not good enough to talk i have told them myself oh, i'm really Absolutely. i'm really sorry my french is not good enough that i can talk to you uh-huh. in that language exactly what i use like whenever i say can we please check in, uh, speak in uh, like can we please communicate in english because my french is really bad i'm hmm. still learning they would apologize that their yeah. english is bad i'm like let's yeah. be yeah. i'm really sorry that i i can't speak french i'm really trying and i'm actually trying before bill 96 i was trying i think you brought up a very good point and this was actually my next question to again for all of us for for both of you as well is that how do we live with it or how do you live with it now it has passed now it's a law how do you live with it so my i'll i'll ask the i uh, if i may very yeah so i had started okay one thing i wanted to uh, mention also and it relates to what i'm going to say is that this six months mein na you go you try to get a this government um, institutes or government uh, specified institutes that give you this french training aap jaake usse do teen mahine tak to aapka wait list mein rehta hai yaar you don't get so six out of those six months your three two to three months are all automatically gone yeah so you have two three to four months anyway to study okay so that's uh, on the same line sandeep i'll i'll add something more when i came in 2019 uh, sorry 2018 december when i came to canada i applied for something called uh, which everybody is aware of something called the family yeah. doctor program hmm. i wanted a family doctor i got it luckily during 2020 which is still an year late hmm. my wife and my kid still I don't still have don't one. have it And when but I, if it's a family doctor, exactly. shouldn't it's, it's they be treating your family? You, right? No, but if it's a family doctor, no, should no, they? No, by the way, it's individual. Okay. For everybody who's listening, do not go on the name. That's what I did. I went with the name that if it's a family doctor, I would register it for me, and it's mm. a family doctor. 
but no after when i got my family doctor i asked my doctor hey so when do you schedule the interviews with my family and like no actually i'm only oh, yep. your doctor yep. you would need to register your then your family individually so in 2019 uh, end of 2019 after a year um, of me being in canada i applied for my wife and i registered my wife and my kid on the waiting list they still not gotten it now here's a funny part around december last year i got a call uh from this uh, go- like the government service that uh, manages family doctor that my kid has been uh, appointment uh, appointed a family doctor and they would contact me uh, within next 4 to 8 weeks with the name of the family doctor the call never came and i have been trying to get a hold of somebody or a line or a number that i can speak to somebody to get that name because it's been like more than 4 to 8 everything is in french my son doesn't have a family doctor because everything every healthcare line is all in french they don't have that option of dial 9 or dial mm. 2 if you want to speak in english and that is what bill 96 solidifies in the system furthermore and that's the scary part for a parent now from a professional the i'm not sure if you guys read but there is a clause that says unwarranted uh, search and seizure of properties who are deemed to be in violation of this bill mm. 96 as a person who's coming from an industry that is really uh, based on security of its data for the clients that we are working with this is what and i'm sure is going to be the biggest thorn in getting businesses in uh, to stay in quebec mm. they do nobody are they will not be able to survive if they let their data exit the premises hmm. and this unwarranted search and seizure that means they don't need any uh, beyond a uh, complaint or beyond this anonymous complaint they don't need any further powers to go in on the premises get the data out and get it out of the building breaking all the contract that we have with the clients hmm. and access the data to see if the complaint was true and this is where even the divide gets widened right like you are sitting in a group of people and you are trying to speak the language that you most of you are com- comfortable with but then there's one person that you always look like you know side like with your like or, or toward like with your corner of your eyes that is he getting mm. offended is he going to complain is he going to make this hard for me so you would try to exclude that person no. from your next conversation and it's, it's going it's going to divide the community more that's i think that's the that's what the box stops right like you can't do you can't do much worse than this it's no it's, you hmm. need to see also see for example if you're in an office environment where you know most of the people there yeah. right yeah. that's fine yeah. because you as you said you know you've met francophones who have been embarrassed by this bill yeah. and who also think this is overreach which is okay but uh, this is especially so when you're trying to meet people or when you uh, either in a professional yeah. environment or in a personal environment not so much but the trickle down effect of that will be there in a personal environment also no yeah of course like it tomorrow, has to I, it has to because yeah, like it will come into the i will i will resent a francophone just for the fact that he or she has it much so much easier in uh in montreal or in quebec and that's human nature That, that's again us immigrants yep. is again we i'm saying that we might come in second but people who have been here again anglophone families who quebec has a good percentage of they again same thing like people say that oh they're they're not much they're not much no there are good 13 to 14% which is also a big chunk of numbers you you thinking it's 10% of the whole population of the province that's quite a quite a lot of people right and you're marginalizing them you're saying that okay fine you can't do this right why would i be uh, inclined to pay the same level of taxes exactly yeah, that that we even don't touch on when i'm i'm getting yeah. so many hurdles yeah like wh- why would i be doing anything for cubex progress anymore i that's what i mean like every immigrant now immediately from the bill line the day bill 96 got passed and i know it's ambiguous it might develop it might become at one, at some point federal government mm. might, might step in but at what it's if? all what like it's yeah. still a big if but every immigrant the moment this got passed every immigrant even if they don't are not aware about it right now 
has a right. timeline in Quebec now. They, they, they have an end date of expiry in Quebec. Yeah. So my question is this. You asked Piyush, what are we doing? So I, I decided to uh, forget the official government thing. I I I I studied linguistics a little bit, so I I know that uh, if you had acquired a language earlier and you forgot, it's like riding a bicycle. Mm. You never really forget that language. If you pick it up, it should be it should come back to you easier than starting a new language. If I try to learn Mandarin, I'd get screwed. Mm. But I think I can pick up French more easily. So I'm going to start my forget the official courses. I'm going to do a Udemy yeah, course yeah. or one of these online courses which teach you. And I'm um, there is uh, on podcasts you can hear uh, the Duolingo has mm. a an app yeah. which uh, a podcast yeah. for various languages. So you just need to listen to that. It's conversational and then try it out. See, I've I've figured this in Montreal. Huh? If you try to speak French, no, mm. even if it's tuti puti French me baat kar rahe ho. The people appreciate yeah. it so much that you're making an effort that they will go out of their way to make things easier for you. You know, like they will try to soften exactly. their... But hmm? speaking French, understanding French and then writing ah. French is... Yeah, when you're talking different. about, you know, having enough good sentences and again, that's the difference. That what Again, I have also learned the Delphavon level of French <clears> in my college days. So I am comfortable to read or to, you know, understand what things are written. Obviously I might miss word, but I can get the gist of it. But when someone is talking yeah. like specifically when, again, it comes back to the healthcare system or to judicial system is when someone is speaking, it's very difficult. I remember when I was also learning French, the lowest score that I got from writing to reading to everything was to listening because it's so quick. It's so mm. different. It's very different from what, we might hear it in English. We might hear it in Hindi. We might even hear it in Marathi because yeah. the way the flow is very different. Like French has a very, very the linear flow. Very, like it's very... not up and down, up and down. Like English yeah. can be expressive. French is flat. At least Quebecois French is or what I have. I am yeah. accustomed to hearing in Montreal. And, for example, yeah, and everything has a gender and that takes time to figure out. Every thing in French has a gender assigned to it. And that's a specific word you do, that you use based on the gender assigned to it. And it's not a six-month thing mm. to understand that. I use or use Should I say le, uh, ya la uh, to this, which is big... Exactly. And Sandeep, when you're in duress, when you, you, you mentioned something about going to a doctor when you're in pain or you're going to emergency services, when you're in duress, any second language or any third language that you are understanding or you're trying to learn will mm. always be a translation in your mm. head. You will do the translation, then you'll try to speak. Under duress, it's humanly impossible to do that. Uh, I want to ask one question before we finish this. Uh, so what do you guys plan to do about it? As in, Obviously, I don't you know, know whether you, you know plan what? to get into you know activism what, or are you... I was going to ask the exact hmm. same question. But okay, oh, okay. we're wrapping this up. But my final question to you is like, what is the future? The what are we going to do? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> the same every other Anglophone or every other person who has a handicap at French is going to do. Sit yeah. and see how it plays I think out. I'm hmm. going to approach yeah. it in two ways. Honestly, uh, I this might sound very weird. It might sound very harsh also. Is... One one is to start actually seriously thinking about learning French, not just because this has to happen. It was bound to happen at one point. You have to learn because if you want to, I, I have my PR, I want to settle down here. I love the city. I love the province. I want to get involved more and more. Like I just realized that there is this thing called uh, Union Francais just, just behind my house. They hold events every other week or so. And it's a very nice events with art, with movies, with, you know, mingling with people and multiple things that happen. Like I didn't knew about it at all because this was thanks to pandemic, this was shut down and I want to be a part of it. I want to be a member of it. Yeah. And it's like, just, I can see the door from my apartment. So why not? But for that, I need to learn French. So I want to do that. But also I want to figure out my way. Out. If this thing goes really bad and unfortunate and it's, if I am not able to cope up and if I, I don't want to be in a situation where there's an emergency, I don't know what am I doing? I'm fairly, I'm, I'm sure when, you know, when my mom would come and stay with me, obviously she, 
वो हो गई यार बुड्ढी अभी तो यू यू नो यू हैव टू मेक श्योर की शी इज टेकिंग केयर ऑफ तो इफ दैट के नॉट हैपन आई एम नॉट श्योर राइट सो वो भी एक एवेन्यू है दैट यू हैव टू थिंक अबाउट यू हैव टू थिंक अबाउट योर ऑप्शन yeah my my parents just landed in vancouver yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yesterday yeah. if and now if my dad and mom walk out on the street in vancouver they they would be more or less fine mm. both of them don't know, know how to speak yeah. english properly it's fine they come to quebec okay my dad because of unique circumstances knows french very mm. well but he's he's a he's a french translator in terms of he does uh, he translates uh, official Uh, sorry what do you call it technical documents oh. related to the petroleum industry and so on so he's been doing that for yonkers but he's not very good at spoken french right. so even no, some sandeep do, do do me a favor and do ask him a question so he's had a chance of it how much of his french is applicable mm. to quebec he he doesn't know i would be really interested he doesn't know because he, he will be coming to montreal so mm. we'll meet up uh, they will be coming yep, in yep, september yep. or so yeah so we can catch up you can ask him this question i want him to go out and see Absolutely. how much he understands because see even he has not had uh, experience speaking in french uh, he's only tra- mm. you know written and as you said reading writing is one side and speaking yep. is another yep. side so that's the thing but what i was trying yep. to say is that even if our parents come in any par- other part of canada because of the fact that they would know some understand english to a certain extent they would be able to get by right Toronto to they get by by Hindi only. Punjabi, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Punjabi, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but if they go to Quebec, like your mom or my dad or mom or your parents, how will they deal with this? I mean, how can you bring your parents to a, this thing where किसी को आती नहीं? And they can't go out without. Think, and they are not, and they are not a Google Translate generation either. वो उनको technology भी नहीं समझ में आएगा. I'm, I'm again you know, I'm not uh, even worried about like them going out for me the only challenge would be that kuch health emergency aata hai and how like forget them like you yourself are not confident what's going on i i don't think i, I can do that and i think okay. uh, like you had an experience with vedant as well right like you feel a little helpless and yeah. and the problem is this is an off chance that you got a doctor who didn't knew english down the line it's going to be yeah, yeah you won't be, be you more, won't get like you know it's yeah like the possibilities exactly. are going to be like, much higher that exactly. won't get an english but vivek or an english speaking judge if i ever want <laughs> let, <laughs> let me, me talk to anu about uh, <laughs> 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 jal dundra londa <laughs> <laughs> no i meant if i want to okay in duress if you are if you are if you are yeah. troubled by the government that you are working with or it is treating you unwell you would try to get a legal recourse right but this way they have covered their base that you can't even do that so yeah really 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 trying hard to alienate their information from it yeah i think yeah it. obviously this is not going to end now this is not this is not the final statement from either the immigrant community or the anglophone community or the francophone community as well so i think yeah it's a long way to go we'll we'll fix i don't think as again vivek put it very 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 nicely that everyone will have a very close eye on this and see where this is going yep i yep i think this is a good good uh, good point to end on with some hope in our eyes and you know with with some something to look forward to and vivek we uh, i promise we'll we we will bring you back for a, another episode which will be more light hearted than this we'll talk about comic books absolutely let's try, let's try to do it on road so we have two of our passions of traveling and F-A-D-E-C. comics together hopefully by then i'll get my license also so yeah it would be fun you'll have one more driver vivek first of all thank you man for taking the time out and you know enjoying your friday night with us talking about bill 96 and all the troubles that we might be going through but thanks for having me guys it was really yeah fun. and really, we'll do really we'll fun. do a fun episode soon thanks for coming down let's hope that our fears are allayed and in six months time you're all happy like <laughs> do you remember yeah, that yeah remember that how, old, uh, old time like you know we'll talk about it as if it was yeah remember how anxious yeah, we were right. six months ago look everybody speaking english fingers in quebec crossed, now fingers crossed that's good that's good all right guys in the immortal words of uh, the french language au revoir <laughs> au revoir guys and please do do follow <laughs> us on all our social media platforms do check out more episodes and if you have any comments please do write to us
what is the email address piyush patukitherapy2 at the rate gmail.com or you can find us at instagram facebook and twitter at the rate patukitherapy2